Welcome, Sojourners. You have found yourself a cozy place here at Sojourners Awake. I'm Jonathan, and this is our production of The Rime of the Frost Maiden. And today we have something very special for you. We are performing a one-shot called the Ramshackle Inn, dungeon mastered by Sage. Sage normally plays Rizman, and today she will dungeon master while Will will play Ergos. This idea stemmed from the YouTube video by Halfling Hobbies, How to Finish a Campaign, Five Ways to Spice It Up. You can find the video in the show notes. And to further increase the dynamic, the opening scene will be played by myself as Rizman and Sage as Mazira. This sort of musical chairs in RPGs can be a wonderful way to spice up your campaign. And make sure to check out Halfling Hobbies on YouTube for more inspirational content for your Dungeons & Dragons games. And so for now, our story continues. Morning creeps reluctantly over the horizon. Unlike the mornings which dawn in other parts of Faerun, this one is dark and bleak, as all days in Icewind Dale are dark and bleak. Yet in a small, cozy halfling room, Mazira sits beside Rizvan's bed. Rest did not come easily for her, so she gave up and named herself Protector over her husband's rest. There isn't much to protect him from, of course, but the game makes her feel better, useful. As the first tendrils of light stain the curtain windows, Rizvan stirs. His eyes open, and he turns towards Mazira. What, what happened? Where are we? Uh, Mazira leans in and kind of brushes some of the hair back from Rizman's forehead. You don't remember? We're in Lonelywood at the Speaker's house. How are you feeling? My eyes open slowly. Better. I sit up and hold out my hands, and you can see they're trembling still. I not, not all the way. My strength is gone. What happened to me? I think that's the question we're all asking. What do you remember? Um, not much since we fought the Mephits. I, I haven't felt right since. Mephits? I thought you guys went out to fight a moose. Oh, yes, yes. We fought that too. The Mephits came next. The wicked little creatures we found in the woods. But actually, they found us. What? Well, what happened? Um, I sit up a little bit very painfully. They were harassing some spirits of the forest. I think I overheard Sugar call them Chewingas before I fell asleep. Anyway, the Chewinga came to Silorn as we sheltered in an old elven tomb. He was keeping watch when the creature appeared and begged his help. We went together. Did you save it? Yes, 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 actually. Well, actually, in hindsight, <laughs> it was not our wisest decision. Perhaps our pride was elevated a little too high after defeating the monstrous moose. I don't know. But the truth is, Masira, I'm not sure I would have made it home to you if it wasn't for some very good fortune. I'm shaking, my hands are just shaking now, and I rub the the tattoo, the markings on the back of my hand. It, worse than that, the actions me and Silmarn took broke the trust of our new associates. We had promised to protect. We didn't mean it. We just got carried away. But I'm afraid this schism might be too deep to fix. And Sugar has been rather cold to me ever since. 
I reach out and take his hand and, and squeeze it tenderly, and I'm just, you know, everything can be fixed with enough time and effort. You know that. <laughs> Perhaps, but I am not doing a very good job at it. I don't know what happened immediately after we returned from the fight with the Mephits. That is when I began to feel very viewerish. But I refused to admit it, even to myself. I tried to trance it away, but Nassan's shouts roused us all to a new threat. Apparently, we weren't the only ones seeking shelter in the tomb. We had gone there seeking the witch who awakened the moose, but she found us first. Oh, a witch? You yes, fought no, a witch too? No, don't, don't worry, we defeated her too. But this time, it almost cost us Nassan's life. I tell you, Monsieur, Solarin wasn't lying when he said Icewind Dale wasn't for the faint of heart. Well... It's definitely dangerous here, but it can't be worse than what we left behind. Yeah, perhaps. I look over and I see that these scimitars that I gathered from the tomb, um, Mazir had laid them there. I reach for them. Ah, yes. I meant to ask Sugar about these. I pick it up, unsheathe it, and a smile creaks over my face as you can see the runes carved into the blade. I quickly shut them. Smile disappears. I say, maybe you should ask Sugar. I don't think she likes me, but I think she needs us, Sira. You can try to connect with her. <laughs> oh, I'm not so sure about that. I really didn't make the best first impression. And besides, I think she cares about you a lot. She was really upset when you fainted. I did not, I fainted? Wait, she seemed concerned? I don't understand why. I haven't been very kind to her. You know, when we were fighting the witch, I saw something. She pulled out a small beholder-like creature from her pocket and tossed it into the fray. Oh, oh yes, I, I noticed that little creature. Oh, well, wonderful. <laughs> I now know that it is her familiar, but that I did not know it then. I understand the wizards and the familiars. I've met many and, you know, my father actually, you know, was a wizard. But I just wasn't expecting her familiar to look like that. And I wasn't very kind to my accusations. I, are you sure she's just not glad I'm out the way? No, don't, don't say those things. Look, everyone was worried about you. I don't even actually think they were comfortable leaving me alone with you. I don't think they believed I was able to heal you. What? That is ridiculous. Don't you tell them that you are a cleric? I mean... I mean, I'm kind of a cleric. I tried to put on a strong face, but I'm not sure that I did it right. I think they just thought I didn't know what I was talking about, which I mean, it's kind of true. I've only been initiated into the sisterhood. I've not been ordained as a songblade. And that does not matter. Elistre has called you. She has gifted you with magic, a proof of your calling. If she calls you your own, then you are a cleric. And you don't need to put on a face but your own. You always tell me that. No, I'm sorry. I just got so flustered. I know these connections are really important to you, and I wanted them to like me. And, uh, speaking of that... What did, what did you do? Well, so they told me about an inn that you all got as a reward for Slade Moose, and then they said that you wanted me to run the inn, and you know that I am not qualified to run an inn! Or is no, it I don't you... know the first thing about running an inn? Yes, but you are a very quick study. Well, anyway, I didn't want them to know how little I know, so I 
kind of volunteered to clean it out. And then they told me that it was haunted, and I, you know, kind of said that I could help with that too. He sits up very quickly in expression and exclamation and then flops down back on the bed, falling because he's weak. He hits his head on the back of the headboard. Lazira. You're not mad, are you? No, I... Uh... I mean, well, look, you keep telling me that I need to get out and experience life more, and I do know magic, even if I don't know ghosts, and also Silvern's gonna be there, so it's probably gonna be fine. All right. As long as you stay close to Silmarn, and then he corrects himself. Actually, as long as you stay close to any of them, I think you'll be all right. And then also... Oh, wait. What? Really? I thought you'd be well, more against no, I, it. I, I, I think, if I think about it for any two more seconds, I will be. But I'm not in any state to be of help right now. Can you see? <sighs> I trust them. And they can take care of you. When he says that he trusts them, Azira just kind of like stares at him for a moment. Yes, all of them. All even e Sugar. Even Sugar. Despite the creepy familiar. To be honest, I don't think we have a choice anymore. Our fates are sealed. Oh no. It's literally never a good thing when you start talking about fate. I, I know, but I'm serious this time. Something else happened in the tomb. Something I don't know. I don't have the words for it. Not magical, but just like magic. It, instead of the weave, the spell was woven with our souls. I don't understand. I, I don't understand either, but it turns out the tomb was no ordinary elf tomb. I'm not sure I have the right to tell you all of it since it's really Silmarn's story. I think you should know some of it because you might be involved too. I'm sorry, I am not doing a good job explaining here, so let me try again. After we had a moment to recover, I made the terrible blunder with Sugar over her familiar. We went out exploring the tomb. We found a magic mirror which Sugar said could be used to scry. I was going to see if I could see you, but before I got my chance, Nassan approached it. Apparently, he tried to look into the mystery of the everlasting winter and caught the attention of a very powerful being. Which very powerful being? Uh, Ariel? Oh no. Apparently, she's noticed us all now, so that could be a problem. You've offended another deity? Technically, it was all group effort, but we're not without hope. Remember, I told you this was not a normal tomb. So as we were leaving, we checked one last sarcophagus, and this is where this soul-weaving part comes in. The spirit of the elf who lay in the tomb spoke to us. He said strange things, that Silmarn was reincarnation of his younger brother, and that he had been born again for time, this time, this purpose. And then he spoke to Nassan, I don't entirely understand what happened, but I know that he was powerful. He called Nassan to swear an oath to bring back the seasons to Icewind Dale before a whole host of paladin spirits. It was like when you swore your oath at the Festival of Light, but I mean this with no disrespect to what you experienced. This was far more powerful. And roll. Nassan cried a tear, a single tear. I did not even know a dragonborn could shed tears. And the earth erupted into summer right then and there. I, oh, I had never experienced anything like it. Mm. Nassan swore this oath, what was asked of him. 
with the exception that the we three who were there with him joined him in his mission. I will be honest, I was terrified. I didn't know what it all meant and I still don't entirely know. All I know, we four are bound together to see this war against the everlasting winter through, no matter where it takes us. Zara sits back in silence for kind of a long moment, just like, that's, that's a lot to take in. I know, I'm sorry. I did not mean for us to get into another trouble again. No, it's, it's, it's all right. Uh, she looks at him and realizes that his strength is really starting to drain away as he's been talking. Um, so she rises up to her feet quickly and is like, well, it's all right. You're going to be okay. Uh, I did a little bit of divining, and I think that you had a reaction to something in the forest. And now that I know what you fought, I think it might have been the elemental energy of the Mephits. A reaction? Yeah, you know, like, um, remember that time when we were in the Myconid forest and Beltel yes, tripped yes. over the purple mushroom? Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> and he was covered and covered all of us in spores, but he got the spots on his arms and the rest of us were fine. I, that was a reaction, and I think something like that is what happened to you with the method attack. Are you implying that I am allergic to elementals? I mean, maybe. It's, it's just a theory. Wonderful. And very dramatically, Rizman slumps back into his pillows. Why did we come here again? Uh, well, we could have gone to Wanderdeep with the rest of them, but... I believe you said something about a vision and Elstrea wanting us here and no chances of my master. And she cuts off quickly uh, of House Tear looking for us here. Just, just, just rest. You'll be back to slaying monsters and annoying deities soon enough. He barely listens and his eyes are closed now, his hand on his forehead. I can't wait. <laughs> She smiles fondly down at him and leans down to brush her lips against his and just says, Look, by the time you've recovered, we'll have a new home in Lonelywood and a business that might just keep you out of the fighting pits. Coming away from my thoughts, I open my eyes. I look at her. I grab her hand and squeeze it. Anything for you, my love. Be safe. Always, she brushes her hand across the scar on his cheek and then leads him to his rest. As Mazira goes down the stairs into Nimsy's sitting room. How does she find you all? I would say if it's first light, we're all up and um, probably sitting on the overstuffed couches in the way too hot room, drinking way too hot coffee that has like a but big lumps of sugar on the table. Like she's got tons of sugar and cream and everything. And I'm just drinking black coffee, looking kind of miserably hot. Like, I've got my hair all tied up in a knot on top of my head. I'm just like, but I'm still wearing a long sleeve shirt. Not the coat and everything, but it's still wearing a long sleeve shirt. And I'm going to look at the stairs as she comes down. Go. Oh, good morning. How's uh, Resmond doing? Is he okay? Is he doing okay? Oh, good morning. Uh, Yeah, he's a lot better, but he still needs to rest. I don't think he'll be able to join us today. 
Oh, okay. As long as he's getting better, he can rest as long as he needs to. She looks around um, and greets whoever else is in the room. This is good to hear. Uh, I was going to say, I, I imagine that Silmarn is actually probably like rummaging around for food uh, in the kitchen at the moment, probably looking for the uh, chocolate chip cookies that Nimsy frequently makes. Uh, they're in a sewing tin. <laughs> they are also in my. They are also in my pockets. <laughs> Wonderful. Trigger's <laughs> gonna look at. Uh, she's gonna look at Mazera and go. Um, are you feeling all right though? You got some dark circles under your eyes. Did you get much sleep? Oh, um, no. I I was worried about a lot of things, so I didn't sleep very well. But I I am fine. I'll I promise. All right. Why don't you come have a cup of coffee? Always helps Thank me you. when I'm tired. She'll come and sit down, take the coffee, and she's like, you know, I was thinking about it. Um, you said they say the inn is haunted, and I don't want to say that they're wrong, but I also know that Lonelywood has a reputation of not always telling the truth. Um, I'm gonna dart an eye over at Silmar and be like, you don't say. <laughs> and so, in case what's you know, squatting in the uh, the inn isn't ghosts. Maybe we should have somebody with more of a fighter skill set. And well, that mercenary I hired, he's still technically on my payroll. He was supposed to see me here to my friends and back to Tourmaline. Hmm. Um, so I think he said he was at the lucky um, liar. <laughs> oh, the lucky liar. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, and he said he was looking for more work. It doesn't hurt to have another hand. Yeah, I think he's. I know he's a mercenary and they have a reputation, but he stepped in and helped me when that man, what did you say his name was? Suffolk? When he was, well, kind of being weird. And he helped me, so I think he's got a good heart for a mercenary. Hmm. That's always a nice change of pace. Also, Nassan, you're still not looking very good. It might be good to have someone who can take a a little bit of the damage for us. Speaking of that, Nassan, can you make me a wisdom saving throw? A 13. With a 13, um, you feel that shiver kind of run down your spine again as Sugar mentions that you're not feeling the best and just that coldness of winter, almost like it's in your core. Um, and you know that you are still not quite recovered. It is true. If any grabs his leg, it's my leg has not been the same since um, the incident. Sheepishly look down. I'm going to um, look at if, very concerned. Well, I I did not think that there was no risk involved, but it it is all right. Um, speaking of this mercenary, if he, he said, you said he protected you or interfered? With yeah. The well, yeah, he interfered. Yes. My my conclusion is that if he is coming between someone and Sethic, most likely he is at least on our side. So I worry about Sethic. Yeah, that is kind of odd. Where was he supposed to be going next? They're going to Bryn Shander next. They said. Ah, uh, that's actually where we were considering going, isn't it? I don't think it's the last we've seen of him. Should we try and avoid him if we see him, Nassan, or would a confrontation be better? There is something I need to tell you all. 
There is much valuable items in the Dark Duchess. Sugar, when you were trying to come up with money, and I believe Rizman was trying to pay for his armor, he speaks in a low whisper. I happen to know that there is quite a bit of valuable money and treasure aboard the ship still. The captain never left, as far as I know. I just wonder if Sethic is alive. Something has changed about him. I think that he, he's been afflicted by something, and I did not like the look in his eyes. To be honest, it was a lot similar to the eyes of Ravinson. So, if we do not find Sethic, he might now find us. The Dark Duchess is the ship that you came over on, is it? Yes, of course. Is it locked in what they call the Frozen Sea? Yes. The last thing I remember, it was completely trapped. And the prophets said that Aril had locked in the ship. I'm going to go silent, but like thinking, like calculating in my mind about when I scried on the item that I was looking for and how it took me to the frozen sea and like calculating if that's where we need to go or not. Hello, sugar. Huh? Oh, hi. Uh, yeah. Um, best to avoid uh, him then, I'm guessing. If uh, he's a servant of Oriel, we we don't want to we don't want to um, be a part of that anytime No, no, soon, not, right? not not just avoid him. Oh. I feel like it's inevitable that we will find him. Oh, right. I suggest... That's what you were saying. So sorry. Um... Silmon, I, I, what I, what I'm expecting, Silmon, Sugar. Hmm? What? That Sefik and Ravinson are on the same team now. It's been a pattern I've seen. <laughs> Not trying to get philosophical, but the color blue has been coming into my attention lately. We must pay attention to it. And he looks around the room. There is a blue picture on the wall. Silmarn's like nodding like this is all making sense. Sugar is like still thinking about something else and is very far away from this conversation. Silmarn's going to pour another cup of coffee and like try to subtly slide it over to Sugar. Oh. I think you're still a little tired. She's going to smile and be like, yeah. Thank you. Appreciate that. If if we need to level the playing field, ever, I could take you to the Dark Duchess. If we need resources, valuable items, wealth, I'm not saying it will be without incident. But like I said, if we need to level the playing field. I, I'm going to look at Silmar and I'm going to try not to be too excited, like play cool, right? Be like, that might be a good idea. Don't you think? Um, we're gonna fight a god. I think we need all the resources we can get. This is uh, this is still within like the seven days, right? Mm-hmm. So someone's gonna get the impression that Sugar has uh, a level of excitement for uh, going going back mm-hmm. to the ship, and he's just gonna nod. Uh, it's not a terrible idea. And there's always the opportunity for glory, of course, and a good story. So I, I won't 
I won't say no. Well, we have a different task for today, but, and she just smiles really big and goes, we'll put it on the list. Nissan sits back for a minute, crosses his arms and sees Silmarn and Sugar Toppy talking together. And he smiles inside. <laughs> Aww. If I ever find out. <laughs> right? He thinks about that. So betrayed. <laughs> You're getting a scorching ray right to the... You'll never have kids again until you that. <laughs> well, I think we should first head over and see if we can get that mercenary. Um, perhaps he can be of assistance, as we uh, previously suggested. So why don't we, if we're all ready, head over to the tavern. Yeah, let's go to the Lucky Liar. I agree. So you all gather your um, cookies and coffee. Make sure to say bye to Nimsy. Of course, say bye to Nimsy. She um, cheerfully greets you at the door, um, over the moon excited about the new heroes, has already told your story in the Lucky Liar the previous evening. Um, As we start to head out the door, I'm going to like grab my jacket and like my eyes are going to get big and I'm going to go, uh, hold on guys, i got to do something just real quick. Um, you go ahead and go out. I'll be right back. Let us go find Ergos, this person. What does he look like again? I don't remember him. Oh, he was oh. tall, dark. Some might say he's handsome. That's what I remember. He's got big biceps. Like, his biceps are the size of me. Did you notice that? that he does cool. have very pretty eyes. They were pretty, weren't they? Very they're not uh, blue. They're not blue. Not that I saw. No, they were green like summer. This is why it is much more easier to be a dragonborn. Because the only measure of beauty is the shimmer of your scales. It is one. It is one possible thing. You see, Silmar, I want to look at so his scales. Are they shimmery? Uh, no. No? I'm just going to be like, <laughs> oh. Okay. Uh, y'all head on out then. Okay. Do you want to tell us all what you're doing is you stay behind yes. or do you want to keep it a secret? No, I'll tell you. It's fine. Um, okay. So as soon as the door kind of shuts, I'm going to pour a separate cup of coffee and I'm going to get a plate full of uh, Nimsy's cookies and treats and the leftover rhubarb pie from last night. I'm going to fill it up on a little plate and I'm going to take it upstairs uh, and open the room that Nimsy showed me. That is the shrine of Yolanda that she keeps at her house. And I'm going to walk into the room very quietly and like humbly and shut the door behind me. And I'm going to go up to the shrine and I'm going to set down the plate and the coffee. And I'm going to kneel in front of the shrine. And I'm going to say, Yolanda, today's my birthday. And this is my my birthday gift. It's not much. It's definitely not Mama's 15-layer cake. Um, but it's the best that I can do today. I ask that this day and the days of this year, that you bless me with luck. And that you bless those that I love the most with luck. Including Resmond and Silmarn. 
and sun and pickles and gooseberry and mama and daddy. And may luck follow us wherever we go. And I'm gonna pause quietly for a moment. And then I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna leave the room and I'm going to run to follow my people. My little halfling legs through the snow. Beautiful. <laughs> You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> Silmon, uh. is that is that him? His biceps are about the size of sugar. Does he does appear quite dashing? I no, that is not my word. I was thinking, I mean, to be quite honest, his hair is shimmery, so I can see why she finds him. Uh, handsome, as you said. So she said some would say. But she didn't directly say. Does he know you? Uh, I'm not familiar with this mercenary in particular, but I feel... Allow me then. Allow me. May you always be warm, my friend. I'm Nassan Verissa Chagares. Pleasure to meet you. Oh, girls, I'm uh, sitting at the bar right here, mugging coffee in hand. Not talking much, just looking around, kind of people watching and hear a voice and I slowly turn around and I go, no, oh, Paladin, good day to you. I see you drink mug and coffee, alcohol and coffee this morning? Indeed, you as well. I saw that you brought in Mazira yesterday and <clears throat> she informed us that you were still on her payroll. Perhaps you would be interested in some employment today. I may be a merc, but I still have my pride. I've been paid to protect the cleric until she makes it back home safely. I still intend to do so. Well, you shall have your opportunity, my friend. She will be here shortly. We will be um, visiting the Ramshackle Inn. Are you familiar with it? Someone. I heard it's vacant last couple years. Heard stories here and there. What interests you in that? I look over at Silmarn in a knowing way and say, it is far from vacant, my friend. Far from it. Silmarn's just nodding, oh. but yes. <laughs> I look around. Uh, it's just you three there, right? Now? You can just uh, assume. I probably wouldn't be. Oh, yeah, those three. Okay, you can I just assume that Zira is following Silmarn everywhere. So, continue. Okay. Yeah, well, I say, actually, um, Mazira is over there at the bar. Mazira! Hmm. I, already, I already know that you two know each other, so introductions will not be necessary. But good news, Ergos has agreed, well, is in interested in helping us clear out the end. Let's get around. Now I'm going to say, where is the draw warrior? Oh, um... Well, he sustained some significant injuries uh, in the woods 
he's not going to be here today. He's still recovering. He's actually an elf. Did you know that? That's what Dalen trials are. Good. So we have a nimble warrior, a magician, and a shield. You're only missing your sword in this balanced party of yours. I just so happen to have one. I'll join. Sugar, we're- stone will be even stronger. I just opened the door and then struggled to shut it behind me in the wind because I'm small and like got the door shut and like turn around my hair's like and like frosted from the sweat and then the sudden cold that was Nimsy's. So I like turn around, I'm like, yeah, I'm here. Oh, he's colder today. It does feel a little hard. And he grabs his hip. Did I take a sip of my coffee? <laughs> I think I'll have one of those. Well, take it to go, as they say. Oh. And I know, but we must finish this. I am eager to get back to Rizman to make sure he's okay. All right. Uh, did we, are you coming? I'm going to look at Ergos. I am. All right. I take out my hand to uh, kind of greet, uh, shake officially with you all. I don't and believe we officially met. I'm Ergos. Ergos Valinor. Ergos, as you introduce yourself, um, what would they notice about your appearance? Besides the flowing wavy brown hair, the sparkly green eyes, <laughs> the olive skin, and the shimmering... Uh, uh, my armor, though, is very uh, uh, scratched up, scuffed. Uh, it's covered in um, some sort of fur for the warmth and he has like a bunch of like small little uh uh not trinkets but metal uh yeah metal trinkets just hanging off a little bit here and there like like trophies from his fur and he is standing um over over six foot and his yes his his biceps are indeed uh bigger than <laughs> the thighs <laughs> need a box <laughs> You, you reach up. out your hand to, to shake Sugar's hand, and she she grabs it. Oh, so strong! <laughs> smells like my hand's like as big as your arm. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Pleasure, magician. Magician. <laughs> Shall we go? Simply, your in isn't as alive as you put it. So you step out into the streets of Lonely Wood, and unsurprised, it's cold, it's snowing. You're all used to it by now. You kind of don't even notice anymore. You've gotten so used to that biting chill um, of Icewind Dale. It's not far, just just down the street. Nassan has been there before, so he leads you um, to the Haunted Inn. And before you stands a once grand two-story building surrounded by solemn pines and whispering sighs. The sign above the door, as you look at it closely, you realize used to read the living waters, but has since been scratched out and has a ramshackle painted over it. How do you proceed? I'm going to look at it and um, say, Nissan, when you were telling us about this place, didn't you say you thought you saw someone in there? Exactly. It was in that window right there. It was a visage, a shadow of a person. I can tell you that 
I sensed a undead presence in here. And that is what I mean, this place is not vacant. I believe we might experience the same sort of challenge that T-Rex, Drex, and the Kobolds encountered. And now that I think about it, though Nas was a good help to us, and especially the Rizman, there is quite an undead presence here in this area. I do not think they will be welcoming to us. Souls don't seem to rest here for some reason. Uh, all right. Well, do we just go in the front door? I don't know how this works. Quite honestly, I'd never <coughs> seen a ghost until I came up here. I didn't think they were real. I would think the best way is to simply go through as if we were unaware of their presence. Maybe we let them know that this ends under new ownership? Um, yes, and well, not- We could put out a sign, new management. Yes, whatever we do, let us pretend that we don't know they're here. Oh. And that way, yes, exactly. Did you they... yell at it though? Well, I did, but Maybe they will forget that. Oh, okay. Uh, we can try it. I don't see what's wrong with that. The alternative. Let's go take inventory of our new inn. And I'm going to say it really loud. Yes. Like, um, just happy. It's like, isn't this wonderful? We got ourselves a new inn. I'm sure there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Like that? Yes. And I will pretend to uh, subversively sell you the inn. Convincing oh, you oh, it's not. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. exactly. Uh, yes. So anyway, open the door. This is the Ramshackle Inn, once called the Living Waters. It is wonderful for halfling and humanoid creatures to come here and stay. Um, you are a chef here in town. You would find this place most welcoming. Yeah, I can just see it now. Can't you, Silmarn? Look right over there. We can put trophies from your hunts over the fireplace and we can have some small furniture and then some big furniture. I think it's just, it's just darling. Have you and all I, stepped inside yet? Yeah, walking yes. around the front in, okay. front room. Will you okay. step inside? So you step up upon the porch outside and the wood just kind of, old wood just creaks a little bit. Um, as you go in, some of the icicles with the air vibration kind of fall from the overhang of the porch. Uh, the door opens easily for you. Nimsy also gave you the keys um, to the building. You walk in and the air is full of a, almost like a musty cloud of dust. There's nothing, there's no evidence of footprints in the ground. It looks like no one has walked in here for a while. Everything, however, is still set up as though it were being used. There's a grand red rug on the floor. Um, you look to your right into the sitting room and see uh, plush furniture before a grand empty hearth. Really, all of the decorations and accents seem to be a little bit more upscale than you would expect to find in a village like Lonelywood. Uh, to your left of the door is a um, wooden desk with a little bell and behind it some shelves um, that are empty. I'm gonna say, look, there's still a bell. And then we're gonna walk over and ding it. Ding! As you can see, it is already fully furnished. You will find yourself uh, able to reutilize most of the things here. After a good cleaning. 
turn away from the bell, it dings on its own. And you turn back and look at it. And then shoot a look over to Nassan. Can I go back behind the sh- and mm-hmm. look at the uh, shelves? What's on the shelves back here? The shelves are just full of uh, many of the same types of books you've seen in the other taverns and inns around Ten Towns. There's a lot of um, like best locations uh, for views in Icewind Dale and uh, where to find the moose, things like that hunters would be interested in, um, mm-hmm. loggers for dummies, I don't know. <laughs> um, just <laughs> things like watching. that, right? <laughs> yeah, bird watching is probably a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, how to catch your knucklehead trout, how to carve the ivy. That's what it's full of. Um, mm-hmm. As you, are you looking at everything behind the counter? Yeah, yeah, I'll, after I look over the books and see that they're just normal books, I'll look underneath the counter because that's at my eye level anyway. <laughs> so I'm just like scanning another bookshelf basically. Yeah, <laughs> no, there is, um, so like the desk, it's one of those where it's like higher up and then it kind of drops down, there's a little cubby um, and there is large leather-bound tomes sitting there, um, an ink pen that has long since dried up, and then a drawer underneath. I'll pull out the book and okay. look at who's stayed here before. You flip through it, um, several names. If Zilmarn were to look, he might recognize some of the names. Uh, just people of Lonelywood, some people. You've seen many of the names of the different speakers of the different towns. Um, and you also see it's their ledger of finances and there is more red ink than not red ink it looks like they lost more money than they made interesting hey y'all this according to this if i'm reading it right was um the place to stay apparently but they weren't making money i wonder if financial issues had anything to do with what happened here Money can make people do crazy things. What date did it show? How many years? Yeah, uh, the last entrance, um, it's shortly after the winter started, is where the dates go to. And judging by what Nimsy told you about how long it's been since the family had their tragedy, uh, there's no dates after that. There's like one or two dates in a different handwriting where it looks like someone may have tried to take over. It didn't go any further than maybe two names. Interesting. Okay. Can I put that? I'm going to close the book and put it up on top of the <laughs> counter and be like, hey, we're going to need to get me a stool for back here. Uh, and I'm going to pull out the, the crate that's back there and I would like to look inside it and see if there's anything in there. It's a drawer, oh, um, drawer kind of yeah. to the bottom. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you open it up and you find the money till. And interestingly, there are a few copper and silver coins in there. Um, and they are coated with a dark red something. And how deep are you rummaging through everything? Yeah, I'll rummage through everything. Oh, yeah, I don't you care. I'm trying everything. to provoke something. So as you pulled great. out, you find uh, what looks like a severed little human finger that has mm. started to decay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, covering. Can I tell if what's on the coins is blood? You can guess. I can guess that it's probably... You've got some weird interest. You're like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah, uh, actually, that's 100% true. Um, So I'm going to look at it and be like, ah, interesting. I'm just going to close that 
and uh, be like, well, we have a, a little bit of a starting till uh, for when we open up the business, and I'm going to slide it back in there. <laughs> I see any wood near the fireplace, tender, tools to stoke. Up here, no. There's just the iron um, stuff that you like, the pokers and the shovels and stuff, but there's no wood near the hearth. Um, some of the things you can you can tell um, might have been picked over by looters, um, but it's been a long time since anyone's been in here to do it, and they haven't taken as much as you would have expected them to take. I was just trying to see if we could light a fire while we are here. See if it all, all still works. Very important when you are, dark. yes, when you're purchasing. Yes, it is very dark in here. Any uh, torches or, I would like to turn on the lights and, Sugar, is there any way you could help us with that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can do that. There are sconces on the wall that you could light. Okay. Yes, I will take um, some, some tinder from my bag and light it and just use uh, mage hand to take it around to the different places to light up. I when I see her use mage hand and tinderbox, I'm about to. Sh- <laughs> you see me getting excited as I'm talking to Ergos, and I say, "Watch, she's going to do a trick, a uh, magician trick." And then I see her just use the tinderbox. I say, yeah. um, "It it was better the first time." Um, it's still impressive. That one. <laughs> I haven't seen that one before. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, good. I overhear that, I blush. <laughs> Seriously, she is quite the magician. In fact, she's the first magician man. I've ever seen. Indeed. Do you not travel with the arcanists and the diviners too often? Only just myself and some other mercs here and there. Have you traveled with anybody before, Dragonborn? Indeed, I hailed from the Mayadaxar Empire, ordered the Dark Duchess, the captain there, made my way here into Lonely Wood. I was going to ask, um, are you familiar with the merchants and the mercenaries of the Shield Dwarfs? They came through Lonely Wood just recently. But On a scale of one to 10, what is your opinion of their morality? Talking about the one who I spoke to back in Tourmaline. Suffolk. I'm not going to be hiding. I've killed people before, though I'm not proud of that. But when I look into his eye, I saw something cold, something malicious behind. I think it would take pleasure in killing rather than us. And that's an answer you would accept. Indeed I would. He was always a, a moral person, from my opinion. The last time I saw him, something seemed to have taken him. He was terribly comfortable with the ice, the cold, and the winter. I know those who are born in winter solstice have gifts. I don't know. Doesn't seem right with that one. While they're talking, I'm going to take my mage hand with my tinder and try and find more things to light because I've lit everything up in this room. So I'm going to walk into this room, the back room, here, and uh, do the same thing with any candles that I see. You walk into that back room, and it's, um, there's another hearth and fireplace in here. It's sort of like a kitchen. It's not the same level of a kitchen as you would find in, like, a tavern, 
where um, these people are not obviously serving full meer- meals, kind of maybe a breakfast or a, an afternoon tea is something that you would get here. You do see that there's a stairwell going downstairs up there in that top corner. Uh, there's some crates and barrels. Um, if you were to look in them, find them still full of mill and flour. Hmm. Just kind of look around, light a candle or two if I happen mm-hmm. to find it, and then um, yell out to the rest. I found stairs that go down. And start to just kind of step down the stairs, like just looking to see how far they go, if they just go into like a little cellar or something. A motion for Eric goes to go first after you. Yeah, the stairs actually, so they go down and they curve around the corner and they curve around another corner and you find yourself in a very dark hallway. Um, come down the stairs, long stone hallway uh, to I'm your- I'm gonna look around and go, wow, this is bigger than I thought it would be. What does it smell down here? Musty. Um, mildew. Mildew, musty. It's very dark, it's stone walls. It very much has that basement cellar feeling. Addressing Silmarn, I go all the way to the back end of the hall and open the door. I'm going to stop at this door and kind of peek in. Silmarn's going to be with Nassan. I'll go with Sugar Dumpling. I'm going to motion for uh, Mazira as well to follow uh, me and Nassan. All right, so two of you are going into the side room, right? Uh, And the other two are going down. Okay, so peeking into the side room, you find that this is really their storeroom. Um, Bottles of drink flasks crates full of food supplies um much of it just mildewed through uh it's no good anymore this is clearly a supply closet there's no wine bottles that are still okay i mean there's wine bottles so yeah you could you could imagine that the wine is still good i'm just gonna grab one of those oddly enough no one has taken them Hmm. i'll grab one and then I'm going to very quickly move closer to Silmarn because for some reason I feel uncomfortable further than 30 feet away from him. And it just um, makes me feel a little safer in this environment to be a little bit closer. So I'm gonna quickly go a little bit closer to him. Okay. When I open the door, I say, hello, and then I smile. (laughs) So this room is very interesting. So this area right here where the crates are, We can see uh, this is normal floor level, and then this is a stairwell that goes down. And these pillars, the floor actually comes up to just two feet below the ceiling, and there's these clay pillars all through it. As you step down into the stairs and look down, you see that there is a furnace underneath it. And would you no. maybe spend any time in affluent places, though, be familiar with maybe how a bathhouse would work? Of course. Okay, so you recognize that these pillars look like the heating coils to heat up a bathhouse. And Um, the bathhouse would be above us? Yes, it would be above you. And as you are looking at the furnace, there is a large stack of wood. And as you watch, a piece of wood lifts and it stacks itself in the furnace. Then there's a pause and then another piece of wood from the pile lifts and stacks it in the furnace. And this is just going on and on. Silmar's gonna look over at Sugar and ask, is that, is that one of your tricks? That, I can honestly say, is not me this time. 
my mage hand is right here. And it kind of like swirls the little tinder in its invisible hand. Can I like, I would like to, before I jump to ghosts, I would like to see if um, I can detect anything magical in that surrounding, like maybe it's an enchanted furnace that casts mage hand automatically to move wood. Um, are you casting to tech magic or are you I trying to see what spell. you feel? No, nope. okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to investigate. Okay, so. So I will, I will actually help for a second. So you see Nistan with a hand on his chest, his eyes close, and he casts divine sense as Sugar is doing that. So, Sugar, make me a Arcana check. I'm, then... I'm just going to grip my hilt tightly just in case. Back my... Nice. Wow, natural 20. Ooh. So, Nissan and Sugar. Sugar, as you kind of come in, has everyone entered the room now? Yeah, okay. I would have Everybody steps to. in. What does it look like when you're trying to take in if there's magic? Are you sniffing? Are you feeling? Yeah, so I, I breathe deep and I like almost when you attune to a magical item, how you like focus on the environment and focus on the, the threads of the weave and which ones are being pulled or used. Uh, I've learned um, naturally to be able to do that because I was never taught how to detect magic any other way. So I've become very um, in tune with the environmental indicators of that. So I would close my eyes and breathe in deep and like reach out to see if I could feel the weave being pulled or manipulated in any way to use magic here. As you cast your senses out, you are so confident that there is nothing magic happening down this. You smell only the must and the mold that belongs in this room and even the faint trace of long burned campfires but you smell nothing that tings of magic. And as you're having this realization, Nassan and his divine sense, the room almost just lifts up with the aura of those who have gone before, that there are spiritual presence around you. And as you have all stepped in and take a moment to breathe that in, I would like everybody to make me a charisma saving throw. Mm. Dang it. <laughs> what do you say? Well, Marn's at a 10. I got a 3. Aragos is at a 3. <laughs> Sugar Dumplin' <laughs> is at a 12. And Mazira no, is at... Sugar's 13. Nassan's 12. Okay. And is at an 18. So, Aragos, <laughs> as you watch the wood stack, something comes over you. Um, you hear a voice in your head that just says, I have to keep the furnace lit. It's gonna work. I just need more time. Just gotta keep the furnace lit. And you are compelled to go and start stacking wood. I put my head like in not in agreement. No. Okay. And I go over to the stack and I uh, almost mindlessly just walk to the furnace and uh, with as much wood as I can carry to dump it in the furnace. Oh my. I imagine it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a huge stack of wood to just bend down, just reach. But and... <laughs> even as you're lifting the wood in, the, the spectral something is still, the wood is still floating up and stacking itself in the furnace. I'm going to turn, um, before I realize what he's doing, I'm going to turn and go, this isn't magic. Oh, Ergos? What are you, what are you doing, buddy? Helping. Helping? It's very kind of you, but, uh... 
You don't have to. Sugar dumpling. Feels oddly, feels oddly right to help out right now. Yeah, Nassan? I back away and I say, they are here. And I point towards Ergos. With my hand up, I say, it seems very helpful. It doesn't feel right, though. I look not very sure how to proceed. And I mean, once the furnace is lit, or can we light the furnace now? I dumped the whole. If you would like to. How much wood is in this furnace if this has just been going on? It's like honestly, it's not it it does not look like um whoever is stacking the wood knows how to build a fire. They're just stacking wood in a pile inside the furnace. It is a large furnace to be fair. Yeah. Um but it's just piled in there. Yeah, it's just, just piled look at in it there. and be like Do we want to light it? Argos is going to try to uh, correctly pile it so it um stack properly for a fire now. Nazir's stacking it correctly, though it's very frustrating, actually. Um, this wood just keeps dropping onto your pile as you're trying to, like, make this structure. Somebody just keeps dropping logs on you. Someone's just, gonna... just gonna step between Argos and the uh, furnace and just kind of try to stop him. Uh, Argos, I, th- I think you've helped enough, and I think uh, I think it's time we move on from here. You feel the Almost hear sad. the voice in your head, Ergos, that no, it's not enough. I have to. It, it has to work. It has to work. She'll see. Who's gonna repeat that? No, no, it has to um, work. There's one more. This is gonna take too much time. I put a hand on Ergos and I, I cast protection from evil and good. Make me another charisma saving throw. Thirteen is the exact number that I had in my head. So as they kind of come between you, you sort of and shake it off, and you're like, oh the the feeling of being compelled to help stack the wood has fallen away from you. So when when that's happening, as I sense having the advantage, I just say to Ergos, you are doing just fine. You have stacked enough wood and everyone is very, very pleased with you. The reason my, uh, my urge to stack wood is suddenly just vanished. I look over to uh, you, Nissan, I go, uh, Thank you. I don't know what came over me. Was did you hear anything? Was it just a feeling? Like what happened? Mm. You didn't seem like yourself. The voice. I wasn't quite sure, but I felt oddly just compelled to help it out. It sounded like uh, not frightened. It was a male voice. And the voice sounded. It was obviously a man. I'm going to address the room real quick mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say to the room why do you need to stack wood there's a log floating kind of midair and it just stops and then you all hear the voice it's gonna work it's a good idea I just need more time just gotta keep the furnace lit and it carries on and just drops another log down and goes back for another sugar do you still have that tinder box yeah I submit that we help by lighting the fire. I think I want to know what this idea is before I help with it. Dress the stacking wood again and go, I'm sure it's a great idea. Can you tell us what it is? It's gonna work. She's gonna see. It's gonna work. She's gonna see what? It's gonna work. She's gonna see. 
This one doesn't seem particularly harmful. Should we just leave it to its work? If I know anything about ideas, you don't help with them until you're sure what they are. I There's an unfortunate incident with some zombies at one point. I look at Silmarn for confirmation. Uh, Silmarn's actually on uh, with Nassan on that. Um, he thinks it's a great idea to light the furnace. Uh, I think at this point, if this particular spirit seems harmless, I think we should just light the furnace and, and see where it takes us. Do I feel anything off from our bond? Like this is not normal? No, this is just, I'm just gonna look surprised and go, okay, if you both think it's a good idea. And I will use Mage Hand to light the furnace. So you're just tinderboxing on a bunch of stacked wood? Yeah, and anything, well, I mean, I can I can light the furnace, but I don't want to do that. I will that. say from, a, from experience <laughs> with fire that you know that using a tinderbox with the way it's been built, there's not kindling and stuffing that you should probably, if you could press the digitation. I will, I, well, I can use Firebolt. Everybody back um, up. But would Silmar know that it's not, like, uh, would he notice that the wood isn't necessarily stacked in a way? Oh yeah, Silmarn would know that like this is this fire is not gonna light. You need kindling, you need stuffing, you need like a whole bunch of TP. Like we gotta we gotta fix this. Well, or a lot of fire bolts. Really, I'm it would only take you one imagine. fire bolt to just yeah. And the wood catches, and as the warmth of the fire washes over you, all of you feel a simultaneous kind of sense of release, and you hear that voice that you heard earlier just go. <sighs> Now I can rest. And the woods stop stacking. And whatever presence was kind of pulling at you has faded away. It's gone. I guess that's one way to get rid of a ghost. I guess we should go upstairs and see what we did. Uh, should we take some wood with us for the hearth uh, upstairs as well? Mm, yes, yeah, we I agree. Uh, we'll make it cozy in here while we're here. Uh, Sarah, so going back to the first floor. I was going to say, uh, Ergos, you're clearly the muscle of this operation. If you wouldn't mind carrying as much wood as possible and taking that upstairs for us, uh, lead the way, please, sir. <laughs> Maybe flexing a little while he does it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to power and go, sure thing. <laughs> I think it's warm enough in here already. <laughs> <laughs> um, as we're as Ergos is taking the wood, um, I'm back with Silmarn. I'm gonna say, "Hey, uh, I found this in one of the rooms. It seems to be a pretty old bottle of wine. I thought you might like it. I'm gonna give it to him." Thank, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yes, maybe when we return back to this inn and it's less haunted, we can all have a drink. I think that'd be nice. Yes. We'll save it for the victory, though. Absolutely. <laughs> then we'll head upstairs. Go back upstairs. Um, Sugar, when you went upstairs, you noticed that there had been uh, kind of kitchenware cutlery on the table. And mm -hmm. you noticed it because you had that brief stint of a cooking job. You've noticed it's moved positions. That it's not where you left it. Or not where it was left. 
Is anything cut or chopped or? No, it's just been it's moved just around. Moved. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I didn't mention this that when we walked in, because I splurring laps. When you walked in, there is a grand staircase leading upstairs to the second floor, and then there is a hallway leading into the back of the inn. This is the rest of the first floor. You can see it now. Uh, yeah, I think we should probably do that first. Oh, you sense any other ghosts in the immediate vicinity? Give me a minute. So it's probably still up from before. Um, so as you come upstairs, everything around you just feels like it's humming with that undead energy, but you do feel it collected more potently up the stairs. So yeah, where you are standing in front of Silmar and Sugar is um, a double door kind of, uh, I guess you can't say French style, but great, you know, that goes that word. It goes out to a back deck. And as you look into the backyard, um, you can see that there is a pond that has been frozen over. It's actually a large pond um, made to look like a natural spring with kind of rocks. Um, there's some frozen over uh, foliage around it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's it's actually very nice. There's the, the pine trees and the snow drifts kind of making everything secluded. There's a fence that blocks off the view of the back. Um, there's a gazebo and a shed that you can see when you look through the door. Can I open the, like, can I open the doors and step yeah. out on the deck? Yeah, Because if it's absolutely. pretty, I want to go out and look at it for a second. It's very pretty. <laughs> I'm going to walk out and look. No. Hey, Silmar. I, uh, I think this is what that furnace is for. I think they made their own hot springs. That's, That's actually a pretty cool idea. Can you shoot a firebolt at it? <laughs> I can. Do you just want to see it again? A little. <laughs> All right. I will um, w uh, <laughs> flick my wrist, and there's a smell like a puff of sulfur uh, and phosphorus, like lighting a match. Mm -hmm. And I'll send just a small little bolt of fire into the ice to break the ice and make like a, like throwing a rock into it. And then steam will rise up from it. Yeah, everything you just described happens. That bolt skims off the surface and it cracks, and then there's a <laughs> as the steam comes upward, and you've now got a miniature sea of moving ice. Hey. Um, you know, when we get done with whatever we're doing here, it might be nice to take a take a soak. Well, eventually. It is. I guarantee it's not warm yet. <laughs> <laughs> Out there, isn't there that whole thing where people like the polar, the 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 polar owlbear challenge or whatever, where people like go into the frozen water? Isn't that a thing? The idea is that cold is a state of mind. Oh. And if you train your mind, you won't feel it. Have you ever done that? You seem pretty at home in the cold. Uh. I think more. I've just grown accustomed to it. And so I would likely have a harder time in warmer climate than, than in the cold. Mm. So are you all standing outside still having this conversation? Yeah. Nissan okay. did go check the one of the bedrooms. Okay. Right. Um, as you're having this conversation, it occurs to you that the hissing from the steam should have dissipated by now and it's still hissing at the water's edge. 
you look around, you look into the spring as the ice continues to break and shatter, and you see that the water is roiling, boiling, uh, though you know that you haven't heated it yet. And as you watch, from the icy depths, the water coagulates and it spins around, and what rears up is a watery serpent that looks its eyes straight at you. And I'd like you to roll initiative. Uh, so as this serpent watery snake comes out of the, uh, what you know to be a hot spring one day, and glares at you, Silmarn, what do you do? Delmarn is going to cast Hunter's Mark on the serpent. Hunter's Mark is a bonus action, I think. Oh, great. Silmarn is going to move forward a little bit, like right there. I'm going to shoot it with an arrow. Oh, natural yeah. 20 That's on that starting bow. Yeah. As your arrow flies through right between the eyes and sinks through the water, how much damage would it have done? Does Hunter's Mark do anything to make your attack magic? Oh, or is it... No. Okay. Is the bow magical, though? <gasps> oh! The bow is magical, you, yeah. It's you... magical, isn't it? Will, is that bow magical? Waymaker? It is. Okay! Dang it! Yes! <laughs> Let's roll! So as this arrow just kind of, like, shimmers through the air, bright silver, it actually sticks into the head of the creature instead of going through and total damage is that 17 points of piercing damage magic piercing damage as this serpent Bro. reels back um <laughs> it can't roar it just hisses an angry steam and then nissan you hear a commotion outside what do you do uh how far away am i from the commotion 30 feet of movement to get to the door um and see out the door I hear the commotion, I run outside, and I see this large serpentine water creature, you know, hovering over Silmarn and everyone, right? So An arrow sticking out of its forehead <laughs> now. Okay, cool. So I see that it, does it look hostile? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So I walk up, and I'm limping, and I quickly go away and cause a distraction. I wave my arms, over here, over here, come and get me. Okay. And then I would like to use the help action to give advantage to Ergos. Oh. All right. Yeah, I think that would happen. The you're like, you're like a mother bird weird. when they pretend to be hurt. And it's like, <laughs> look over here, look over here. You're like that. Its eyes so whip over to you, and it's now focused on you. Um, and Ergos, what do you do? I'm going to go uh, reach for my great sword of... Uh, bring it over to my front, and I'm going to charge straight for the creature down the steps and into the snow. Uh, is this a thick snow, so am I uh, running at half speed, or is it pretty shallow? Uh, it You have your full movement. It's pretty shallow. Okay. So I charge right at the edge of this boiling pool, and I come down with my great sword on it. Oh, I get advantage, huh? Yeah, 17, sorry. Okay, 17 will hit it. You're going for an AC 13. Is your greatsword magical? No, it's not. 
So as your sword slices through it, you feel that it goes a lot smoother than it should. And while it does um, recoil in pain, it doesn't seem to have taken as much pain as you know that you hit it for. My frustration, I'm going to uh, action shirts, kind of like just to uh, make up for my lack of damage. Okay. With a natural twenty. Well, do you still have advantage? I don't. I don't. I don't think it does. So yeah, seven would miss then, right? Yeah, yeah. seven is unfortunately going to miss, which yeah. is really sad because I was excited for your natural twenty. Um. So yeah, you swing and it is going to be a miss, and then oh. sugar dumpling. Is that one? Um, anything else you want to do with your turn? <laughs> sugar dumpling. It is your turn. I look disappointed. I am because I just used Firebolt and like that's the magic that I still have uh, in my hands. I'm just going to fire another one at it in absolute panic and shock. Um, So to hit is a nine. That's probably not going to hit. Fortunately, you need a 13 to hit. So it just it hits it and it just sizzles away. It wasn't quite strong enough in your panic um, for that force. And then I am going to run back through the doors and hide uh, okay. just around the corner to where I can poke back out and do it again later. <laughs> That's uh, my turn. The, the water weird with a victim right before it lunges for you, but a nine will not hit your armor class, I'm assuming. I'm going to... How do you defend yourself? I, uh, so I with my great so I kind of use it as a shield to make the... Uh, the tentacle just like slide across hitting the ground instead and I'm going to make a uh, reposit action um, for my mm-hmm. uh, reaction and I'm going to make an attack right now. 11! Oh with an 11 but Arr! the AC is still 13. Unfortunately that attack swings yep. right over its head as the water splashes around you melting the snow at your feet. I muttered uh, to myself I'm not having a good day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bazira, for her turn, is going to actually jump back and hide like Sugar did. Of the spells she has, do you have one you'd like her to Bless. cast? All right, what does she Pray do? Pray for us. And I, I just look over to her and I say, Bazira, if there is anyone you could pray to, now would be a good time. In response, she actually begins to sing a very beautiful elven song. So she will bless Ergos because he's right in the way, Nassan, because you're closest, and then Silmarn, um, because you three are on the front line. Um, and she will continue to sing throughout the battle. Ambiance. I like it. How her deity works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Top of the initiative, Silmarn. You're feeling a surge of um, energy that, you know, might make you feel like you can add an extra d4 to a roll if you wanted to. <laughs> Great. Don't forget you have that bardic inspiration. You also have bardic inspiration. And you're within 30 feet of sugar dumpling still. So you yep. get a boost to your AC. Mm-hmm. How do y'all keep track of all this? <laughs> um, Silmarn's just going to take another shot with his longbow. Nice. That 23 will hit. Again, that arrow stinks in and doesn't fade away. That magic energy surging around it. Roll your damage, please. For six more piercing. Plus another five, so that's eleven. Nice, nice. Yeah, it rears back, um, furious with you as it turns its eyes towards you. And Nasan, oh, is that your turn? You yeah. gonna move or? Okay, Nasan, it is your turn. Okay, this time I reach my hand into the ground, stick my hand through the snow, and I reach to grab the dirt and the grass. Then I say, 
by the power of the ancients. I request your aid. Grass, spring up. Plants, aid us. And I cast Ensnaring Strike on the Water Weird. It has to make a strength or dexterity saving throw, DC 13. Or what happens to it? Restrained. Restrained? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not going to make the saving throw because I will say that it does come and hit. However, it goes right through and ebbs around. Um, and you can tell that it might be impossible to grapple mm-hmm. or restrain this creature. I just make sure that I'm in line of a target before Mazira is. That's fine. She's definitely yeah. hiding inside. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's it. She she plays by Sugar's rulebook. Uh, Ergos, with this getting a little wet around you and soggy. It's fine. Just like wrap around him on phase. I'm just going to uh, shuffle to the side real quick, try to get like a better angle. Maybe this will... <laughs> and I'm going to try to uh, swing up with my great sword this time, slicing the ground first before to see if it hits it. Uh, <laughs> get new digital dice. Seven I will miss. Oh, I'm man. I'm going to use a superiority dice to see if it could... You're also blessed, so you can add a, precision a D4. Attack. Okay, I'm going to use a precision attack, too. Superiority dice on top of this D4. So that makes so you... So it's a nine right now, and I'm going to roll a D8. But, no, that's 13! That's, 13. that's, 13. that's, that's right. That's right, I was thinking 14. Yeah! Oh, thank you. That's exactly <laughs> what you needed. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. Gosh. Ergos, you Her. see these vines are just swirling around, mixing with this water creature, and you cut straight through it, chopping off one of the vines, and it lands at your feet. Yep, and it does, unfortunately, still not as much damage as you would have liked, but it is still damage, and the creature is furious. Sugar. I am going to poke my little halfling head around the corner, just so I can see it, and I am going to cast Firebolt again. All right. It's that time with a 22. It sure does. And it's 1d10. So that is going to be 10 points of uh, fire damage, but it is magical. So. The fire hits it. Um, and again, much of it sizzles away before it actually kind of, you can see it making a dent. And you know that your fire just isn't quite as potent against it. As you want it to be. However, it is looking, um, it's kind of drooping a little, and it's starting, like, the very crisp form that was keeping it together is starting to drip as if it's melting. I'm going to look, like, a little frustrated and be like, ah, I guess I have to use something stronger. And I'm going to duck back around the corner. Okay. The water weird has you in its sight, Ergos, um, as you tank. It's good. (laughs) Well, an 18 gets your armor oh, class. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I need you to make me a DC 13 strength throw. Yes. My best one. Oh, my. G- I can't roll above <laughs> a five. Oh, my God. <laughs> can't roll above a five. It is your best stat, <laughs> but with the strength, as this creature just lunges down on you. You feel like the torrential wave of an ocean crash around you and you are grappled around. Um, And actually with its turn, so you're going to take 12 points of bludgeoning damage. Um, (laughs) You are 
unable to breathe, you discover, as the water weird starts to drag you under the spring. Okay. And it is Mazira's turn. How would you like her to help? Jump in after Ergos. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, right. (laughs) She is wearing chainmail, though. So she wouldn't have Um, to swim down. Whatever whatever keeps up that concentration, bless, I think is important, but... Okay. Otherwise, she could just do the help action. You can cast a cantrip while a spell is like, right? Because cantrips aren't concentration. Would you be all right if she sacred flamed it? Yeah. So yeah, she will cast sacred flame. Roll. Is she around the other corner from me? Yeah, she's on the other side of you. And I'm not going to stop her from doing it, but from what I learned, I'm going to see which strings of the weave she's pulling. I'm going to go, no, not fire! Ah, but sacred flame is not fire. (laughs) Unfortunately, he makes his save with an 18. So the white fire that feels very different from your fire um, lines it, but it fizzles out before it can do any damage. Um, and you could feel it was more like a radiant type of fire than a fire fire. Like, oh, I um, have never experienced that kind of fire before. <laughs> All right, it is back to the top of Silmar. Silmar's just going to notch another arrow in his bow. Because uh, thus far that's been working out for him. And yep. uh, take another shot. Oh my gosh! Mm, natural, natural twenty. 20. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> rolling you. that damage, but uh, Dude, this Silmar, bow just feels good. How do you? How does this water wheel weird die as your arrow Ooh. sinks into it again? Tell us what the kill screen looks like. Okay, so Silmar's gonna shoot the arrow directly, like into like between the eyes, uh, and he's really more focused on making sure that Ergos doesn't drown. Um, so that's that's pretty much it. Um, just gonna launch right at, right at the face of it. Yeah, and it um, the thing just shatters into a mist of water, and everything fades away. And Ergos, you are released and able to surface yourself if you would like. I run to Ergos and I pull him out of the water. Wait, wait, wait. is this water warm? Still. Uh, it is very cold, but you can feel kind of towards the bottom. It was actually starting to warm up down there. Okay. Like, maybe okay. you know where the furnace is. <laughs> okay. So I get up, out of the water, and I start okay? immediately shivering. I go, cold. <laughs> cold. And I try to get in, because it's freezing now, with the water uh, soaked in all over me. I'm going to peep <sighs> around the corner and go, oh. nice shot. It's so much. I, I give uh, Silmar a thumbs up, but I'm shivering right now, especially water. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, I think now's a good time to build that fire. Come on, let's go back to the main room until he dries off. Every story comes to an ending, so for now, we must conclude. Thank you for listening, Sojourners. Your attention will not go unrewarded. And we look forward to continuing this adventure. Make sure to listen to part two of the Ramshackle Inn. If you enjoyed this background music and ambiance, you should visit Tabletop Audio. You can find them at www.tabletopaudio.com. For more articles on giving your Dungeons & Dragons games advantage, please go visit Halfling Hobbies. You can find them creating all kinds of content for you as a Dungeon Master visit www.halflinghobbies.com 
and make sure to check out the YouTube video, How to Finish a Campaign, Five Ways to Spice It Up by Halfling Hobbies. And as always, Sojourner, may your story continue.